Good morning. I'm Jerry Agar. Just recently, like a lot of us, I guess, past high school age or whatever, uh, I had to uh, take a test to see whether or not there was any danger I might have some certain type of cancer. And I did the test and I sent it off. And then a letter arrived in the email and it was all or in, in the actual mail and it was all good. And of course, I had some relief with that. I didn't sit around and obsess about it as I waited for the result. I, I mean, I feel fine, uh, <laughs> although you can feel fine and not be fine. And Richard Cross is with me now and uh, is a contributor to CTV News Channel. He wrote an article. It's Richard Krause on the moment he heard we found a tumor. Wow, Richard. I mean, we know that that happened and we've yep. talked before, uh, but th- that's a moment. It, it, it was a moment. And, you know, in the, the piece, it's at ctvnews.ca and there's going to be a new one up every week for the next eight weeks. This is part of a book that I wrote while I was going through the treatment, while I was having uh, the cancer, colon cancer treatment. And I thought, you know, I wrote this thing five years ago, most of it. Yeah. And I could never really figure out how to end it because, you know, there's always when you've been told you have cancer and you go through chemo and you do the whole thing, it always feels kind of like there's a sort of Damocles hanging over your head. If you cough, you're like, do I have throat cancer now? Oh, I'm tired wow. all the time. Is that, do I yeah. have cancer again? And so I could never figure out how to end it. And then finally, uh, I thought it's cancer or colon cancer awareness month. Let's get it out. I fin- I forced myself to finish it. And people are responding to it because uh, it is that moment. There's that, that moment where you go in and you think everything's okay. Certainly I did. I had a routine colonoscopy and I just turned 50. My doctor made the appointment, which was lucky because if it was up to me to make a, an appointment, it just never would have happened because, as I like to say, there's always something better to do than yes. to get a colonoscopy. <laughs> yes. And so... I did it. I had that. And, and I remember this sort of rush of, of everything. It felt like uh, I was being slapped in the face by, you know, the, the one of those big novelty gloves right yeah. across the face. Your skin goes flushed and they say, you've got cancer. And it changed everything, certainly for the next year and a bit in my life. But as I sit back now, six years after the diagnosis, five years after I finished my treatment, uh, it changed everything in my life and for the better. What was it like to tell family? You know, I didn't right away. Uh, Andrea was with me. My wife was with me. And so she was in the moment with me. Uh, We only told a very small group of people. And and I was very aware of what I was doing. I didn't want people looking at me going, oh, you poor thing. I didn't want pity. I didn't want my father, uh, who was still alive then, uh, sitting, you know, 2,000 miles away fretting and wondering what was going on with me. And so I thought for as long as I can, I'm only going to tell the people that need to know. So, you know, Mike Ben Dixon here was told my producer and on tell so just in case I didn't show up <laughs> or all my hair fell out or something that, that, uh, the people that needed to know would know the family members, uh, I told much later and it was sort of when it was all said and done and I was feeling good and things, I told them what I'd gone through. Okay. Do you think if you would have become closer to it going the wrong way that you would have started to tell people? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, this was for me, uh, all about adjusting my attitude about things. Now uh-huh. I really strongly believe I listen, chemo and surgery worked for me and I'm a hundred percent down with it. Not everybody agrees, but I do. I think that that's the way to go because I'm still here. Uh, but I also think that a key element to this is a good attitude. And I, I knew that I couldn't have 
the kind of attitude, the positive attitude that I was going to have to have if everywhere I went, people were asking me how I was. And so I decided to keep the news to myself as much as possible. Had it gone the other way, then yeah, probably I would have, I would have been more vocal about it. Well, I'll tell you why I ask, because I was doing a project with a cousin of mine and then it, it, it sort of felt like he'd kind of lost interest in it, but I yeah. didn't, you know, whatever, I, he's living his life. And all of a sudden I was, I was actually in Chicago for a wedding and I got up and I saw a text message uh, going around amongst family that he had passed away. Yeah. And he did, he literally, he told his mother and a few other people yeah. that he was dying of cancer and he didn't want the same thing that you talked about. He, he's a, he's a professional musician. Mm-hmm. He didn't want people coming up to him at, at gigs and saying other things yep. than what they usually say, yep. which is how fantastic he was mm-hmm. uh, as a musician. Uh, he just wanted to live the life until the last day, but it did tick off some of my relatives. No, I get that. I, 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 I do get that. And the thing that you learn about going through this, because when you're getting chemo, you have cancer and you're getting chemo, there's a lot of waiting around. You're sitting in waiting rooms. You get a blood test to determine whether you're healthy enough to get chemo. Then you get that rubber stamp. Then you sit while they mix your chemo because chemo is a is like a cocktail. And it's, it's individual. Yeah, it's individual for everybody. So you talk to people. Ah. You're sitting in, in, in large waiting rooms and talking to people and everyone's there for the same reason. And, you know, what you learn is that every case, every person and every you know, style of cancer is as different and individual as the person that has it and the reaction to it is as individual. Richard Krause is with me. He is the host of Pop Life on CTV and a frequent commentator on News Talk 1010. And uh, we're talking about that moment when he heard the words, we found a tumor. How horrible is chemo? Uh, Chemo, they make it as... Or is that also individual? Well, it's individual. I mean, the first day that I went in for chemo and I had to go every two weeks and I would be there for four or five hours with a drip. Uh, getting my chemo. And then I had a port in my chest, a little like a pin cushion in my chest that they could put needles in. And they would attach a bottle of chemo to me that I then carried around for two or three days until it was empty. And then I'd get that taken out. And that, I I have to say, you can get used to anything. That just became the new normal. But the first day that I went, the, the woman across from me uh, was talking to the doctor and the nurse was uh, saying, listen, uh, do you have pets at home? And the woman's like, yes, I do. He said, okay, when you get sick at home and you are going to get sick, don't let the animals near your vomit, for lack yeah, of a better okay. word, because this will kill them. But And they go through all these things. So her, wow. her thing was much more serious than mine. And the one that got me is when the nurse left, said, all right, we'll see you tomorrow. So she was coming in every day for that kind of stuff. So her experience would have been much different than mine. All right. So in 30 or 40 seconds, then, you said it changed everything. What would you say is the major change in your life? How is Richard Krause different now than before that diagnosis? I don't care about the small stuff. I don't get aggravated by things that I can't do anything about. I have learned to find the joy in simple stuff. And I don't honestly worry about things that I don't have to worry about. It has changed my life. For the better. Oh, like revolution. The worst thing that ever happened to me turned out to be the best thing. I had been with my now wife, Andrea, for at that point, you know, 12 or 13 years, something like that. And we had never really planned on getting married. And then we went through this together and we emerged on the other end of it so much stronger that it just felt silly. I felt juvenile not to get married, you know? Well, that's and so nice. we did. And so that's my nice. life is better than it was before. Thank you. Thanks, Jerry.